FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FinTech Hunting. I could not be more excited to be this very special broadcast. I am live in Newport Beach, California with the amazing Josh Friend, CEO and founder of Incelerate. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Really excited to do this. Uh, well, I'm so glad you could join us. Josh, I don't know if a lot of people know you have an amazing background in this industry. And when I say this industry, not just fintech, not just on the vendor side, lender side, you've done a lot of the, the roles and functions. Could you tell us a little bit about your background for our listeners? Yeah, I, I can. And I think that's something that has really been uh, helpful in my career. I started off as a loan officer in 20, over 20 years ago, so 1999. So I got the experience of understanding how to deal with customers, what it was actually like to sell to sell somebody, do the job. Uh, by 2003, I started my first mortgage company. I um, had a lot of success. I uh, started building technology early on around those mortgage businesses to really kind of become more efficient. Uh, and then that's kind of brought me to more recently, which is where we've uh, taken that technology that we've used over the years and all uh, the marketing we've done to consumers and bring it to lenders and banks to you know, help them do the same thing. Excellent. And then we'll, we'll get in a little bit more detail on some of the technology. Uh, I was looking at your LinkedIn the other day. You had a, a wonderful post about innovation. Yes. Why don't you share with our listeners who, who weren't able to see that post? I, it really grabbed my attention because I think so many times people don't necessarily look at it that way in this industry. So could you please share that with us? Yeah, I think um, to, to start, we talked about this uh, before, which is just innovation right now in our industry has been lacking. And I think that was really what I, you know, really wanted to point out. Myself, as being in this industry for as long as I have, I can really look at how the job has changed for a lender or a loan officer or the transaction. And the reality is it really hasn't. Um, in the 90s, we had automated pricing. We had uh, uh, point-of-sale solutions. We didn't call them that. We just called them an online application. But people could go online and self-service, get their disclosures, do the transaction without ever talking to somebody. And... You know, I looked at MortgageBot, which was the first commercially available point of sale solution. It was built in 97. So if it really puts you in a perspective, this, nothing's changed. We do now sign most disclosures electronically. Okay. You're very clear to say most, most not all. Right. Yeah, not all. It's like you, there are some transactions, I think, I think uh, conventional loans, you can get all of them done. But most transactions, you still need a wet signature somewhere. I don't have paper files on desk anymore. No more Brad's or... Put, uh, two hole punchers and stacking <laughs> files, that's gone. But we just do the same thing. And now we just look at a computer screen to do the same thing. There really hasn't been a lot of innovation. Um, and I think it's, you know, people have asked why, or, you know, why has there not been a lot of innovation? I think it makes a lot of sense if you look at our industry. We were innovative. The mortgage industry early on and online market and technology was extremely innovative. But then the market crashed. Yep. And who's going, who had the money to innovate in 2008? It was all about survival. That's right. And yep. who wanted to come into the space and build technology for the mortgage industry? <laughs> wasn't much money there. No, no money there. That's right. <laughs> and no one went. So it wasn't new or sexy or cool. So people left the mortgage industry alone. And then, you know, after we realized 2010, 11, 12, and HARP and all these things came around, we realized mortgage companies were making a lot of money. Technology companies looked at, well, what do we do now? And they were faced with regulation. 
So it wasn't uh, about innovating. It was, well, what do we do with these systems that were built in the 90s? How do we change them now to do Dodd-Frank and track disclosures and do guaranteed settlement fees? And So we didn't have innovation for years. Um, now we are starting to have people who want to come in here and innovate. But that is what we have to look at as mortgage industry. We have to radically look at how we how we handle transactions now and do things differently. When you say people are starting to come in or look at the mortgage industry, give me some examples of, well, I, is it people's companies? Are you talking the Amazons of the world or the Zillows of the world? Or, okay. I mean, you really take a look. And if you really take a look at our industry, we haven't gone through any change in 20 years. Almost all of the industries have. Um, and this is, you know, in a down economy, this is a $1.2 trillion a year business when it comes to volume. I mean, this is a massive industry that throws off a ton of revenue. And because of things like regulation and the, the black eye we got in, in 2008, 2008. We, we, people stayed away from it. But now we have, I mean, Peter Thiel is in the industry. He's a Silicon Valley legend. Um, you have uh, Richard Branson, who uh, invested in a um, mortgage company who's trying to improve the consumer experience, right? He's king of the consumer experience. Right. Um, we've had some uh, famous, you know, Kevin Costner invested in the space. We're starting to get a lot of attraction. Zillow, great example. They were a online place for you to find values at home and try to really help that transaction in the purchase market. But what they found was their average consumer, when they went on to their website to start a transaction to buy a house, they actually looked for a loan officer and a pre-approval before they found a real estate agent. So why do you think they bought a mortgage company a year and a half ago? They understand where the transaction is going. So all these industries are starting to look at, well, this is a massive industry that has not had any technological advances in decades, has not gone through right. what the rest of the industries have. So now it's time to spend some money in here and, and figure out you know, how this market's going to change, and it will change. In the next 10 years, it will dra- drastically change. And we'll come back to that in a second. And I think as we talk tech, there's probably a lot of tech vendors listening to this saying, what do you mean? There's been innovation, and I invested millions of dollars to do X, Y, or Z. And yes, there has been incremental improvements yeah, but like you said, small efficiency gains. Yes, but for the most part, there hasn't been a radical change. There hasn't been this new no. innovation that has changed the mortgage process. That's right. Loan officers are still talking to someone about the rates and fees. They're still signing paperwork. An underwriter is still looking at W-2 and a pay stub. You have a doc drawer still approving the file to draw docs. You have a funders reviewing before they fund. So title and settlement agencies that are being done. You have title officers, escrow officers. None of that's changed. Well, and even with all this technology, the time to close in many instances has longer. increased. That's right. And the cost to close, has, which is, which is again, why we see this industry is, has not only have we not grown our technology, we've gone backwards. Most industries have improved the cost to produce their goods or service. Ours in 2009 went from $3,700 to the fourth quarter 2018, according to the NBA, was $8,900 cost to produce alone. It's right. more expensive to do a transaction that we've been doing for 50 years. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't, and I think that's why it's, it's very interesting having your perspective of being a loan officer, running call centers, running mortgage companies, and understanding the steps that have taken place and what it takes to close a loan and to say, that hasn't radically changed. Right. Yep, we've given people some more tools, but if the, if the amount of time it takes to close has not decreased, if the cost has not decreased, there's got to be something that changes. That's right. And there's great opportunity in that challenge if somebody can get it right. That's right. And I think consumers will force the change more so than not because as 
those lenders who are able to provide a better frictionless, seamless process and transaction, they'll gain more and more market share. And the consumers now are asking for a change. Like I, you know, I get a car insurance. I can put my name in there and it knows what cars I own. And I don't, there's not a lot of work involved. Right. And it's I just, going direct data sources. That's right. I don't I, have to track all yeah. this stuff down. I get a mortgage and I, there's all this paperwork I still have to find and track down and get paperwork on. And, you know, it's, it has to change. Consumers want a different process. And that's where, where we see, um, you know, where the market does, does move. Is, is as the consumer changes how they buy, and they will, they are changing how they're buying online right. now that it will change our industries for those companies who can actually match the consumer's new buying habits. Okay. I'm going to come back and I might ask you some more questions on the customer experience. But I think one of the areas, that, and we were talking about this earlier, when we talk technology, maybe there hasn't been that radical innovation. Maybe there hasn't been you know, such disruption of changing the mortgage process. But one thing I think that technology has done yeah. is level the playing field. Meaning, whether it's Quicken and, they, and they're the number one lender and all of their incredible technology and their hundreds of programmers and everything, even the smallest lender can use a lot of those same type of tools. Can you expand upon that and kind of give me your viewpoint off of that? Yeah. I mean, you take a look at a piece of technology like a, a, a CRM, like a, like a well-built CRM. Quicken had an early platform they built for the CRM to really manage transaction, and it manages more than just automated marketing. It's you know letting their loan officers know who's calling, when they're calling, scheduling follow-ups, automating those transactions. That was something that cost millions of dollars, and not just the cost, but the time and the overall um, energy it takes from a, a mortgage company to come up with the ideas of how to solve those. Right. And when they built those tools, and just like other mortgage companies, and quite honestly, just like myself, Accelerate came from me building tools for myself for my own mortgage businesses because there was no other options available. Okay. So I spent millions of dollars building our tools and the expertise now because of software as a service, right? We host this in the cloud. Lenders are able to access this type of technology for fractions of the cost that it once would have taken them to build it. Because now we have tons of lenders are on the platform using technology so that cost to produce it, build it, scales of economy, now becomes really inexpensive for lenders to use this technology. And it's not just for a Quicken. Any lender of any size today could go out there and provide the same service level as a Quicken experience with whatever budget they have, because these things don't cost money. So right. you know that's and that's what we try to look at is these tools. These aren't money costs. These are money makers. These are investments into making more money. I think that might be the only place I've seen some innovation is customer acquisition. Is how okay. do you, how do you obtain customers? Right. That's, well, and that, that's, that's changed. changed radically from just traditional direct mail pieces to digital and to what you can do, you know, direct mail pieces, you could start having some personalization That's and right. you could start dropping that. Well, now on a lot of the digital, you can have meta tags on the data. You can really not just have a template and change the name Johnny or Mary or Sue or Bill, but you can change the whole messaging yeah. of what's being put on there. So yeah. when we talk about innovation, let's talk about, you know, some of the customer acquisition. And, you know, I think a lot of times people either think CRM and what does that mean to a lot of people? And is that really just lead management? And then now you're seeing a big wave of marketing automation. Yep. You know, how do those cross over? How are they different? And yeah. can it kind of give question. our listeners a little bit of uh, you know, insight and background to that? That's a really good question, especially for the mortgage space. Because we've had these terms CRM or marketing platform or lead management systems. And 
you know, what's the definition of all these things? And it's really can, can be confusing as a as a, a lender. So what we kind of you know we, we look at you know the three different things that we what we see. Lead management was the, simply the ability to take a lead, like an online inquiry or an inbound call or or some type of transaction like that, and manage that. That lead gets to the right person, gets called, gets um, gets communicated to. Then you have CRM, which is you know uh, just think of how do I manage my transaction with my consumer. If, he's, if they're out shopping for a house, how do I know they're out shopping for a home? If I haven't spoken to them in a week, where's my pipeline view of my leads? Where's my organization? Once that consumer funds, how do I know in a year from now to call them again and say hello? Or how do you manage that long customer relationship management from, from start to finish, finish to lifetime? Okay. Where's a good view organization of my people? Then you have marketing automation, which is just that automated marketing pieces, collateral, so forth. In our space, what we have seen is market automation platforms. Not really right. CRMs. And we've seen some lead management, but not really all three components that kind of manage all three transactions as one system. Okay. Well, and I think as we look at those systems, it's critical to say, okay, how has that changed in the mortgage space? Yeah. You know, and I think one of the changes that I've seen is lenders are still trying to figure out how to be less loan-centric and more borrower centric, right? Sure. And they're realizing that that borrower is worth a lot more than just that oh, one loan. A lot more. Is it three more loans, six more loans, 11 more loans? You can talk and I've heard people say up to 11 loans, That's whether right. it's referrals and that. So you've got to look for systems and technology and tools that is going to allow you to really manage that relationship with the borrower, not just that one single transaction. And I think that's where it gets critical. Then you start saying, is there systems out there that can say, can they do the lead management? Can they do the CRM? Can they do marketing automation all in one place? Because then engagement becomes critical. Yep. Uh, I know you guys have done a lot of MBA studies on how quickly somebody needs to be notified to exponentially have better results uh, from a lead. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about some of your, your studies and yeah. some of those results? I mean, and it, it's um, from the space I came in the mortgage industry, I primarily did consumer direct. We market. Okay. So we drove leads to to, to, uh, to our loan officers. Um, that is now almost all loan officers are getting some type of online traffic. And it's just becoming a reality. Right. And to the point of the value of the lifetime value of a customer or prospect, that's where really the, you can drive a lot of um, ROI in any of these types of systems. You look at this. Anyone you come in contact with, touch, do a loan for, take an application for, that's future potential revenue. And being able to manage that and keep that, that's why an Amazon or a Zilla comes in here and it will do very well. Because if you come and you talk to an Amazon, I mean, we've all had the experience. We're shopping for a pair of shoes. Next thing we know, we see those shoes everywhere. Right. I, 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 I'm an Amazon customer, Prime customer. I got a piece of direct mail from them a year ago because I had never actually logged in to watch Amazon Prime video. And I got a piece of mail. They knew I had not logged in. And, I, and they've emailed me saying, log in. I've never logged in. I never read the email. But I actually got a piece of mail and said, oh, Amazon sent me a piece of direct mail. Interesting. Let me open it up. Hey, Josh, you've been a member for over a year. You haven't watched a video. Why don't you please use this? Why don't you log in and watch a video? So I did. So that's where we see, um, you know, really the engagement. Or, that's where it's changing. Is That's the experience that consumers are, are wanting. And that's what lenders are able to give now is how do you stay in front of all your customers? Right. Um, that's the experience that you know. That's what works in today's market. Well, and I think as lenders, they have to look for more tools. That's right. Because notoriously, they're they're terrible at managing their databases. 
right? I mean, they're out there closing the next deal, and part of it's that transaction mentality. What are we going to do for this month? How are we going to hit these volumes this month? And when you start looking at it holistically and you start looking at the value of the lender and the life of that borrower, you've got to start viewing in a different... One of the statistics you had mentioned in in one of the MBA studies that you guys did was, you know, how quickly... If you respond to a lead in a certain amount of time, it goes up exponentially. Right. So I'll give you some studies. So give me I, some of that the yeah, facts. So the, the, the contact thing, and this is what I think is, is what people really have to g- grasp. If I'm on your website right now looking at a house for sale, let's say I'm a retail, uh, I'm a, a customer looking at homes for sale, and I have this little box and says, give me pre-qualified for a loan. I put my name and number in there. When I hit that button, I'm actively in that buying stage right then and there. Yep. Right. Just like I'm at the cash register, I'm ready to buy. And that's changed now because now we can buy everything like that. So we can now buy. So that's the emotional connection of buying. How quickly you call that person drastically changes your outcome. So MIT did a study. If you call a customer within five minutes versus 30 minutes of an online inquiry, you're 100 times more likely to get a hold of them in the first five minutes. Wow. The statistics are staggering that the first person that gets a hold of them gets the business, how soon you talk to those people, you get the business, how often, how persistent you are with the business. And to our MBA study, you know, kind of what we said earlier, there's an exciting time in this industry. We've done it four different years. We've went to over a thousand lenders each year, applied online, and we track things like how long did it take them to email us, call us, and last year was text us. What I can tell you is in all those studies, half the time lenders never responded, not even one time. Wow. Not one response. On average, I think it was like 12 or 13% of lenders even made a single phone call. And on average, it took like two hours to get any response from a lender. So we as an industry are doing a really poor job of doing right. this. Right. Now, go apply at Quicken and see what happens. You'll get a call in about 10 seconds, and you're going to call every single day for about a month until you tell them to stop calling you. And then you're going to get an email, and you're going to text, and you'll, you're, you'll show up in all right. their feeds. All those multiple touch points. Everything. You'll be in front of them because they're going to make sure if someone raises their hand, and you're in, they're going to stay in front of you. Right. If you're a hand raiser, I, I want to stay in front of you. If I have your attention, and attention and the value of a customer is huge, I keep staying in front of you. Stay in front of you, stay in front of you. Well, you bring your, your lending background to this and to technology. Question I have for you for all, all those lenders out there listening and maybe even some of the tech providers. If you were going to start a mortgage company today, what are some of the things you would look for? How would you use technology yep. in a different way to level the playing field? So when I was a lender, I did quite a bit of direct mail, a lot of direct mail, very, okay. very successful direct mail. I still think it's a very good channel. Um, if I was a lender today, what I would do more of is digital. With the retargeting, things that we can do now with our platform, being able to, a customer raises their hand, you can actually build custom lists, you can find the kind of consumers that transact most with you. There's there, there's things like, if a someone goes to your website, you can actually automate from website traffic, direct mail pieces to say, hey, you might be in the market looking at a mortgage. If someone has views your website, the, the ability to actually track people, there's geo-fencing. Right. So I can go to an open house and say, hey, I know this was an open house. These are the five open houses this Saturday. I want every cell phone number that went to an open house so I can market to them on the social feeds. And you can do that. Or they're at a home builder site. They went to some place. So all these people wanted to walk in to see this home builder. Right. They're all looking to buy a house. Why don't I geofence that place so that every time that I'm running my Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or, or, or mobile ads, I show up on their feed because I know they're in the market. There's so many ways now digitally to touch these consumers that ultimately you, you have to have a platform that manages 
all these transactions. Well, and that I think that's the key. That's what you gets so automate. overwhelming. You, you can't do all of that off of old spreadsheets. You no. can't do all no. of that off of you know a Rolodex and this and that. So it really comes down to automation. Tell me a little bit for those of the uh, listeners who don't know Incelerate. What what are some things that you want them to know? Well, what's the you know the value that you're bringing in the industry, or what are some of the pains that we talked about that you guys are directly solving? Yeah, so I mean, ultimately, our business is we're in the business to help lenders close more lenders close more loans, and that's really important to us. So, you know, I, I've I've told our staff if that means that we can sell people magical printer paper that makes them convert loans at a higher transaction, we would do it. Right? <laughs> that's our business is how can we help you as a lender become more successful? Now, how we know how to do that right now is through technology. So we have our CRM and borrow engagement platform. So those things are going to allow you to convert more, create customers for life, and then make better decisions on what's going on. So some of this is in the mortgage industry is reported. If you're a retail loan officer, do you know where you're getting your business from? Do you know what real estate agents are actually giving you transactions? If you're a consumer direct lender, do you know what ch- channels are actually driving the highest conversions on your sales floor? Do you know currently what your sales team's doing? So we approach this as, as this is what we had built to run a real-world business, a real-world mortgage company, to become successful. And our job was how do we help and close more loans? So we are always looking at closing more loans. And that's kind of our, our, our uh, fundamental things that we've really pushed after, which is why last year we came up with the engagement platform. I was going to ask you about that. So, you know, we talked about innovation earlier, yeah. and, and I think one of the things that I, I was really intrigued by is how passionate you were about it's critical for a lender to continue to innovate. Yeah. It's critical for them to continue to bring new tools. How did this engagement platform come to fruition? In the need of our customer. So what it came down to is, our CRM platform has always had the ability, has something called InTouch, which allows lenders to create email campaigns based off of all different types of trigger points. It's a very, um, p- very powerful tool. And what we found was lenders just really honestly didn't use it. Okay. Or very rarely. And we would pull our lenders, why aren't you using this? And the response was, well, I don't know what to send, when to send it, and I don't have anyone to write any copy for me. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, so that's really the holdup was what to send, where to send. send. So we started creating email for these lenders. At the same time, I had a few other lenders who had come to us and started using our tools to do some new things. So there's a lot you can do with our platform. And we had one lender who had automated Facebook um, ads from our camp, from our platform. We had another lender who had automated direct mail from a platform. We had, and we already had automated text. So we looked at this as a wait a minute. So these lenders drive huge value here, and we know that everyone wants this. Right. Text, email, social media, direct mail, phone calls, ringless voicemail. These things were being automated, um, but most lenders weren't doing it because it just, I mean, who has time to write? Let me tell you, this took over a year of work. This took the immense amount of money, consultants, writers, people to come up with strategy and content. And we realized the reason why they weren't doing this was because if you're running a mortgage company, you don't have the time to stop and write exactly. 500 pages. Right. You're content. worried about closing that next loan right. and hitting your number those right. months and everything right. else. And the graphics. And then the strategy. What to say, when to say, who to Frequency. say. Frequency. How often do That's I right. send it? What are the triggers and the notifications? Yeah. Yeah. And we have the data. So we're handling over 50,000 transactions on a, or 50,000 borrow applications on a monthly basis. So we have this data. And we've had years of, from my own experience, so we've years of data of, When's the right time to call? How often should you call? What's the right movement? You know, what's what's the right um, cadence? And what's the right messaging? And then we took all that strategy, 
Plus, they did all the integrations. We're the only platform that integrates all these things right now. Okay. So email, text, ring us voicemail, social media, direct mail, and phone calls. And we built all the strategy and all the content. So if it's a purchase person, there's a certain pathway. If it's a purchase person who's had an approval, this is their pathway and all their communications. If they haven't gotten an approval, this is their communication. If it's a refinance. So you've really mapped out that borrower journey. Yes. You know, and that, that's what's critical is I think people struggle with taking the time to yep. really understand whether you want to say it their customer journey, their borrower journey, but understanding that journey. And it takes a lot of different roads depending on the type of loan that they're looking for and that's where right. they're at in the process. That's right. I, I wish when I was a lender, someone would have come to me and had done this all and I could have bought it from them. Because this, this, this is more content and more channels than I had as a lender because quite honestly, it is a lot of work. And when I, right. every time I tried to approach it, it was, <laughs> it was hard to get internal team members to really want to get behind it because we're doing great, we're making money, things are wonderful. Right, so why do we need to do why that? Why do we need this? Copy, why do we need to work on this? Yeah. So Now that we, and, and when lenders turn this on, I mean, the first week it's like, I, how did I, why didn't I do this before? You know, the I think, you know, for loan officers, and this is for any company, no one's making the most of all of these that you have. And if you think you are, you're, you're lying to yourself. Right. I never was. And, you know, we no one can make the most of all of these that have. It's just impossible. But what you need to do is put systems in place to make as much as you can and really maximize that. Because that's, when you think about the mortgage industry, what drives this? It really has been who could bring the consumer. Because right. underwriting, we're selling a commodity. Yep. A, a, a 2%, 3%, 4%, it's a 4% Fannie Mae loan at every place. We're selling a commodity. There's nothing special about it. So who, it's who can bring the consumer. That's why retail loan offices for a long time can, can control so much of the business. It's changing now. People are going online. Right. So now, again, it goes back to the consumer. It's it, Where's the consumer at? I don't have to manufacture some special loan to get a consumer. Anyone can buy this loan. So it's how do you manage that consumer? How do you stay in front of that customer? How do you build customers for life? Understand their journey and, you know, just consistently build repeatable outcomes. Fantastic. You've shared a ton of great insights as we wind down this edition of FinTech Hunting. Where do you see technology and innovation in the mortgage space this next 10 years? You next know, 10 it, years. Yeah, it, you know, when we start getting to 2030, are things going to be radically different yes. or are we going to be talking about e-mortgages and just use the word digital and it's the same damn story? Are we, I mean, are we going to have uh, a third decade like the last two decades? Right. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all been digital. It's, yeah, e-mortgage. What else? It's an e-mortgage. Now it's a digital mortgage, and soon it's going to be a, I don't know what it's going to call it, some new name for it. It'll be radically different. I, I think where we see um, a lot of change is uh, AI. So okay. one of the biggest areas I see is cost per alone. You know, I, I, I fundamentally say this. You, know, you take a W-2 or a pay stub. That W-2 or pay stub could be looked at by up to five or six different people at a mortgage company. It's crazy. Right, and that's time, that's money, that's resources. And, and, and those five people don't all come up with the same answer. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, even scarier. That's even scarier. And, and, and so just, I mean, from a customer service standpoint, it, 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 it speeding that up. There's all these different areas that we, that we could speed up. Day one certainty. Right? As Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac do more and more day one certainty. And I, I think the market's at a place now where we trust Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Because I know okay. being in the market after 2007, 2008. Yeah, a lot of skepticism. When Harp came around, there's lenders are saying, well, I don't know. They, right. may, they, they tell me they were going to rave rep, reps, and, reps and warrants, Warns, but, but I don't. they may not. They may shove this back down my throat. So people were afraid. So now we've gotten past that. Okay. I think lenders are more like, all right, well, I think we could do day one certainty. So I think that's what's going to change a lot is just the ability to get a mortgage. Right. I, 
take an approval process and put it in five minutes versus five weeks kind of thing and, and exactly. you know, shrink that. That's where we're going to see a massive difference. Well, exactly. and that will have an enormous impact on lender profitability, massive. on time to close, and when you can speed up time to close and give the customer a better experience. Yeah, they more close. It's a win-win. You'll yeah, close well, more. And then your secondary trade desk, your hedge, your cost to hedge is better. I mean, the economics for a lender to speed up the transaction and where it's going to go is, is massive. So then again, you know what it comes back down to? And all this technology in 10 years is going to be available to any lender and there is in America that can use this. It's customer service and understanding the value of a customer. Make a customer for life, stay in front of them, give them great service. Touch them once you close the transaction. Make sure you stay in front of them for as long as you possibly can. Right. There's so many channels you can stay in front you of. You got to own that cheap. borrower for life. It's that's not right. just one single transaction. And that's where the business is going to go. Is who understands how to connect with and keep customers? Because the operational side is going to become very simple. It's going to come flat. Excellent. Easier. Josh, thank you so much for being on our show today. It was wonderful. We greatly appreciate all of your insights. Love to have you back again sometime in the future. Great. Thank you. Fintech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.